Looking for low-stress ways to create a healthier, non-toxic environment in your home? The Green Divas make it fun and easy with useful information for making a beautiful and eco-friendly Green Diva home. Well, this is a very special segment for me because this is one of my favorite people who, by the way, I've known since childhood. We grew up in the same town, and she was my um, my dance teacher at one point, and I just so admired. I was so starry-eyed by her talent, but she's gone on to become a, a feng shui master, feng shui master, uh, with all kinds of credentials, and she's nationally recognized. She was actually the Canyon Ranch, and if you don't know Canyon Ranch, I'm telling you, you got to know Canyon Ranch. Um, she was their feng, sh- feng shui master. So, and and I've had the privilege of having a reading done by her too. So, hi, Michelle, Michelle Duffy. Hi there. How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm like all excited because um, me too. You know, I, I, I've picked up some things over the years and have like this sort of vague knowledge of what feng shui is, mm-hmm. but can you give us sort of a like little quick 101 so everybody knows what we're talking about? Yes, I certainly would love to do that. Um, and thank you so much, um, Megan, for inviting me to come on your um, Green Divas Radio um, talk show. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so, and I've always adored you too, and it's <laughs> We have known each other for a long time, so it's interesting to see how we've both ended up in very similar types of, um, yeah. you know, head spaces and work and workplace environments. Um, so feng shui is, you know, mostly associated with the Chinese, um, but there are um, many cultures that practice a type of feng shui, and like the Indians call it vashtu, and if you go to Hawaii or Bali, um, even throughout South America, um, you know, the Greeks also, they all practice a, a version of feng shui. And feng shui is, um, you know, thousands of years old. It is not a new age practice. Right, right. Um, and, and so it's really um, translated as wind and water. And it's really about trying to um, give homage and respect to the philosophy of the Tao, which is what Feng Shui is based on, it, which basically, um, you know, asserts that everything is connected. Yes. And um, and it was Einstein, actually, that said, everything is energy, uh, whether you like it or not. Right. And so it's, um, it's really a way of bringing the natural environment back into our homes and allowing people to align um, and live in harmony with nature within their homes. Right. Um, and so it's it's more than furniture placement. There are many layers to it, but the, that's really in a nutshell. Um, it's it's trying to really look at your home and asking yourself: Is it supporting and nourishing me, or is it draining me? And, right. You know, and and then if it is doing the latter, then that's a good time to bring a feng shui master in to try to adjust and correct the situation energetically. Well, next time you're in New Jersey in the hood, in the old hood, you got to come over. I'm going to have to hire you to come in because, you know. I would love to, I don't think my, That would be a pleasure. I'm not sure my house is draining me. I love my home, and everybody that walks in just goes, oh, you know, it's got great, good energy, but there's been some weird yeah. stuff lately, which I'll talk about, like, you know, 
offline. Later. Um, <laughs> so I love the idea that um, he, the concept is to become conscious of the energy flow in our home and how it, how we interact with it and how it interacts with nature around us. So it is sort of this interesting environmental uh, connection, you know, because it's It is our- a very, very um, profound connection. You know, before our houses were built, um, there was the land, and the land also has an energetic footprint. Right. And so, you know, um, there are all different components to whether or not your home is really supporting you. And one of them that I take people through in a session, usually the first one when I visit your home, is connecting you to the heart of your home. Yeah. Um, and the heart is different than the hearth. The hearth is, you know, obviously the stove. But the heart of your home um, is really um, the center of the home. It's the lifeblood of the home. And, like, for example, you know, when we talk about environmentals, um, you know, people go and they take a, a workshop with Deepak or they go and they have a, you know, a, a meditation uh, retreat with John Cobbett in and then what happens when they go home right the environment in our home and in particular we look at the master bedroom feng shui very closely uh, if you look at things like the epidemic that we're having with insomnia huh. then it makes good sense to do that so the environment that you spend the most time in is very important to you know your your health your wealth your happiness your relationships those are the reasons why people usually want to have their homes analyzed just to make sure that those areas are, you know, doing everything that they should be doing for you when you come home to your retreat. Yeah, so, right, exactly. I, I, I like to think of my home as my sacred space, you know. Exactly, exactly. And so I work hard to, to not let it be invaded or, or, you know, develop some kind of weird draining energy. Now, I was mm-hmm. in California recently in Southern mm-hmm. California visiting, uh, we were in the home of the beautiful Rainbow Mars, who was a health and wellness. Um, oh, I know Rainbow. I love her. Isn't she like just she's wonderful. amazing? She's a yoga teacher, isn't she? Um, among many things. She's an actress. Yeah, she's... I actually used to do her classes um, when I couldn't get to um, a yoga studio. She she was doing things on TV. Yeah, so she's yeah, amazing. I love her. I adore her. So, yeah. oh, that's we, so cool. We were in her home. You know, we, we actually even did a little yoga with her. We did some filming. And, cool. you know, I used her ladies in a little bathroom there. And uh, she was talking about feng shui, and her whole house was oh. amazing energy. And she hmm. said, did you know that you want to keep your toilet lids closed and the bathroom mm-hmm. door closed in order to keep mm-hmm. money from draining? And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. There's my problem. Well, the bathrooms in the Chinese um, culture, um, bathrooms were never allowed inside the home for that reason. Ah. Um, but, you know, we live in the 21st century, so I don't know about you, but I'm not going to be donning my Uggs and going to an outhouse <laughs> in the middle of the night. You know, so... We have to fix that energetically. And so there are several, um, you know, very um, important cures. And when we we adjust something in a space, it's a cure. Yeah. And we call it the method of minor additions. So minor okay. additions could be uh, an addition of a, 
you know, a flower, a plant, a mirror, um, okay. you know, a fountain, a crystal. And these are put strategically into the various areas of the Bagua, which is the map that we use to overlay over the space. Okay. So my school is BTB Feng Shui, Black Hat Sect Tibetan Buddhist Feng Shui, which is more shamanistic okay. approach. We're known for space clearings and blessings. Um, that we overlay the Bagua based on where the front door is. Okay. And so if you do that and you say, oh, well, I have a bathroom in the wealth area or I have a bathroom in the relationship area, yeah. it isn't just money that gets drained. It's that specific area oh. of the Bagua map oh. that has draining chi or draining oh. energy. So okay. then it's like if you have it in the relationship area, then all your relationships feel more of a struggle. They're more difficult, they're, you know, harder to keep going. So one of the major cures that we try to do is we mirror the outside of the door of the bathroom. And if it's in a master bedroom, you don't want to do a full-length mirror because mirrors are very active and you want the bedroom to be very yin, very peaceful. Yes. So we might do like a three-inch beveled mirror at the top of the door. Mm. Um, so you close the door, and then you put the mirror there, and then energetically, that makes the bathroom disappear. Wow. So, yeah, so mirrors are what we call the, you know, aspirin of feng shui, <laughs> and they do a variety <laughs> of different things. And so, like, for example, um, it's a joke that people say often, you know, the feng shui master told me to took two, you know, take two mirrors and call me in the morning. That is funny. Because they really are very helpful with energy. And so the bathroom feng shui, um, like if you had a bathroom in a hallway, that might be a great place for a full-length mirror. Okay, because you know? like our entryway, when you walk in the front door, you're mm-hmm. looking at the stairway, and right next to it is the door to the the you know the the half bath down in the entry. So you want to make that energetically disappear. So imagine if that was a full-length mirror there, right? Wow, yeah. It kind of makes it disappear, right? Yeah. It's it, like, what's behind that door? It's, it's a mirror. It, it, it just makes it energetically disappear. And so then that area, so when you're standing in your front door, is the um, bathroom to the left or to the right? To the left. To the left. So that is your self-knowledge and self-cultivation area, potentially. Oh, oh my God. Okay? So, and it could also be partially in your career area. Oh, dear. Sometimes, you know, various areas of the home, it's not unusual to imagine that they could occupy more than one bagua area well i'll tell you what since i've been closing Mm -hmm. the lid and keeping the door closed on all the bathrooms like actually things are really hopping (laughs) in terms the other thing that is a very good cure is to put a um silk plant if you don't have natural lighting in your bathroom on the toilet tank because in the, we use the five elements theory that Chinese culture and Chinese medicine uses, you know, throughout. And so water creates wood. So you have the toilet, which yeah. is water. Yeah. And then instead of the downward flush of the toilet, you're, you're energetically um, negating or neutralizing that energetic flow by placing the silk plant. It has to be silk, not dried flowers, but like a silk orchid oh. uh, or silk peonies oh. on the toilet lid. Water creates wood. So... Another really cool thing you can do is you can wrap um, little red ribbons or string around all of the outgoing pipes. Interesting. So the little pipe, because red is for protection yeah. and red is for activation. So it activates that cure oh to my. stop the flow of chi away from the house Interesting. in whatever Bagua area. So you wow. do it for your sinks, you do it for the toilets. 
etc. Wow. So those are very good, fun cures and easy to do. See, so there's just one. We're going to obviously have to have you on a lot to go over some of these fun, um, you know, obviously they're, they're general, but people can reach out to you and, and do sessions mm-hmm. and uh, read up a little bit and hopefully um, hopefully we'll have a post and maybe you can, you know, maybe you have something that talks particularly about this bathroom issue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And also, I just so you know, I have clients all over the country. I Skype with people. They walk around with their laptops, so I yep. can work with people even if they're not, um, you know, based in the Bay Area. Yeah, you know? we we did that, and it was um, it was very enlightening. Thank you. Well, thank you so much, Megan. I really enjoyed working with you, and um, thanks for having me on today. Thanks, Michelle. We'll talk again soon. You bet. Bye bye. Find out more about this Green Divas at Home segment and lots of other great low-stress ways to live a deeper shade of green at thegreendivas.com. That's T-H-E, greendivas.com.